gives me like 15% and they keep 85%. It's some crazy number like that of all the ad revenue. So they will make hundreds of millions, billions of dollars and I will make pennies to that. Less than pennies to that. Welcome to the Bamboo Project Podcast, where you can see how we turn our life into a living. Uh, I want to start off today by giving a shout out to the Bamboo Project family. I appreciate everyone who tunes in every week. This may be your first, right? But for everyone else, this is episode 33. And if this is your first episode, you have a lot of catching up to do. So for all the people who are, you can move it up, you can move it up higher, you can move it up higher, who don't have a YouTube premium account and still want to listen to the podcast, the link for the audio will be in the description below. You can find this podcast on multiple streaming platforms such as Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Radio Public, Castbox, Overcast, and Pocket Cast. We're working to get it on some couple other uh, platforms. So, also for everyone listening to this podcast and not watching it, we have a YouTube channel. What's it called? It's called the Bamboo Project, where we have almost 200 videos of cooking tutorials. We have over 200. Last time I checked, it was 198. We, we hit it. Okay, so we got we got 200 plus or 200. Mm, we it might be we have 200 to 200 plus videos of us on a YouTube channel. Okay, we have cooking tutorials. We have travel lifestyle vlogs, which I think is kind of funny because we got. A whole thing happened in Italy and Chicago, shit like that, whatever. Uh, we got tips on makeup. If you went to that, you got hair growth for the females out there trying to get that real natural hair show you love yourself. If you went to basketball, we got basketball videos. And we have everything us on the Bamboo Project YouTube channel. If you want to see our day-to-day behind the scenes of how we make all this stuff happen, check us out on social media. My social media is Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y. And my beautiful girlfriend's Instagram is Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. My Instagram and Twitter are the same thing. So we have multiple different projects for the Bamboo Project, okay? So we have a food project. We have a music project. We have a clothing project. We have a fitness project. We have a sports project. And we have the Bamboo Project underscore podcast. Each project has their own Instagram, which you will be able to find in the description below. Uh, you can DM me to schedule a consultation. DM me on the podcast page, the Bamboo Project underscore podcast. And sometimes this uh, podcast can run quite a while, but we're working on that. We, we've been getting it down to about an hour and a half. That's kind of the sweet spot. Um, but even still, we want to keep you guys updated with what, we, with what we used to do. So which is timestamps. What are timestamps? Okay, so here's what we do. For every time we make a podcast, we have the timestamps in the description where I will put the time of something happened in the video. Maybe you found the video on YouTube. Maybe you found the video on Twitter. Maybe you found it from some a link somebody sent to you. Well, we're going to have the timestamps of every particular part of this video in the description below. Um, this podcast has multiple segments, four to be exact. Okay. We have the life update, which is more or less pretty self-explanatory, which is where I give you an update of my life. We have episode playback, which is where I 
kind of rehash last week's episode, things I found when I listened to it again, or just things I kind of felt like I didn't really go over well enough the last week, or things that kind of, I guess, would be an update of something I said on last week's podcast. We have Donovan's questions, which is where I and my philosophical brain present to you a question that I just want you to hear it, think about it, answer it in your own head. If you want to, you can say it to me, give me an answer, or you can just keep it to yourself, ask your friends and family. And then we have today's topics. That is the fourth and final segment. Uh, right now, it is 1119. For those who know, who have been here for a minute, like I said, we get in there. 1119 is a great time to, to, uh, to start the podcast. Great time. And today is November 3rd, which is the day we are going to find out who will be the president of the United States of America. Okay. It's either going to be Trump or it's going to be Biden. All right. Ooh, ooh, I really don't care who the fuck is president, honestly. Um, today's agenda, we have one topic um, and we might come up with something while we're talking about it, but it's security versus excitement. I also still want to kind of go into more of the rich slave, poor slave thing. So that might also be on today's agenda for the topics. So we are going to start off with my life update. I just want to say, I think that was phenomenal. I think the way I just handled that intro was godlike. That was like, ooh, ooh, I killed that shit. I had everything down. It was, it was smooth. It was smooth. What do you think? It was smooth? It was fire? She gave me a thumbs up. I mean, that shit was fire. That's what she does when we have sex, too. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like that shit was good. She'd be like, thumbs up. So uh, I listened to uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. I believe his name was Tim Harris. Uh, I, I think that's his name. He uh, was maybe the director or one of the people that came up with the idea for The Social Dilemma on Netflix. Great video, great uh, documentary, whatever you want to call it. You should go watch that. It's great. Tristan Harris. Huh? Tristan. Tristan Harris. Tristan. Tristan. Tristan Harris. Um, yeah, I think he's a, I think he's a, he used to work at Google, I believe. Um, and he was, um, he worked at Google and somewhere else. But he, pretty much his job was to more or less um, to get you to be addicted to social media. That was kind of their plan. Um, I think addicted is a strong word, but this is kind of what they looked at it as. Their job was to make you want to use the platform more. But they were they were using your weaknesses to want to make you want to use as opposed to what would make you better. So pretty much like everything we have in the world right now is they were like, okay, how can we give you more sugar? And you, your body, we, if we can trick your brain to want more sugar and cocaine, you're going to want it. Not trick it. If we can give you more sugar and cocaine, we know your body will want to have that. But we all know that's not good for you. So that's kind of how they figured that they would use social media to make us want to use it more. As opposed to giving us things that our body actually needs and will make us better. They gave us things that our body wants. And, you know, as we see what's going on with social media now and everything that's been happening recently, it, it really ain't shit. Um, but I wanted to, one thing I wanted to bring up with social media is that, uh, so there's a conspiracy, right? There's a guy named, uh, David Icke and he believes in reptiles. You can go look up his conspiracy theory yourself and see exactly what he talks about when he says about the reptiles running the world and stuff like that. Right now I have my own theory about this situation. Okay. Uh, during the podcast that Joe Rogan did with Tim Harris, he asked him, like, you know, what do you think the plan is? Joe Rogan feels like, okay, we should, where he thinks we're becoming better humans by being able to evolve into, um, I guess, bionic humans, where we have, uh, inf- not information, where we have technology built into us, right? Now, I think that that is the wrong direction. I think that that's stupid. 
Um, but you can see how somebody can see that that would be a good idea. You feel like, oh, okay, like with the Neuralink, you feel like, oh, well, my leg is broken. I could just put on a new leg. And even then, I feel like that's not even what they're really talking about. They're talking about more so on a on a uh, on a on a what would you call a on a neurological level in a sense where they want to actually put things in your brain to be able to do that. They want to be able to you know replace your eyeballs with bionic eyes, things like that. Um, now, personally, um, I feel like we're going in the wrong direction. Um, yeah, it seems shiny and it seems, it seems like it makes sense. And the alternative is something that people probably never even think about. Okay. So I'm going to give you what I believe is the real thing that should be happening. Okay. So okay, get ready for this. Some conspiracy theory stuff. Make sure y'all sitting down and ready for this. It's going to get deep. Okay. I'm going to give you a little context of what I'm talking about. And I'm going to give you what I believe is going on. So the context is that there are reptiles who came here to uh who have what is it called um took over took over the world more or less right but they're doing it from their from what they want the world to be like and they're kind of doing it behind closed doors we don't really see them obviously right um and they also feel like they they operate in the fourth dimension and the fourth dimension is uh it's a dimension that we can't see it's right in front of us but we can't see it, if that makes sense okay like i said it's getting kind of deep i'm just giving you the context of how these things work now the play is that they want to use us as an energy source for them it's very similar to what you have seen if you watch the matrix um it's matrix one two and three three actually kind of uh, goes into exactly what that would look like now in the matrix like i said the the machines use our body to fuel them similar to what i've heard as far as how the reptiles want to use our body they feel like our i think it's our emotions or our electricity that we produce in our body fuels them and whatever they want to do right so they now okay that's the context of that okay reptiles here take over the world need us to do so to run their life right um so my theory is that people people have the ability to communicate to each other telepathically right? We have the ability to feel and be empathetic, okay? Now, if you heard me say telepathically, you're probably like, oh, that's crazy. But if you think about it, when you talk to somebody, you can feel what they feel just by looking at them. You don't have to actually talk to them. You can just go, that person is hurting. I can, you can see it in their eyes that that person is hurting. You see that they're happy. You can see that they feel a certain way. They might be sad, whatever the case might be. And modeling, they actually tell you to smile with your eyes. Now, the thing about that is how is it, how is it possible that I as a human being can look at you and know what you're thinking without actually hearing what you're telling me, without, without, without actually hearing you tell me what you're thinking, right? So I believe that we have the ability to do that. Now, the problem is that we don't know how to do it. We haven't, we've never really been taught how to do those things. So I think that with the, the, the reptile, because a lot of time they talk about the people who are more or less reptile, they don't have the empathy. They usually are, um, is it not the psychopath? What's the word that you, we don't have any feelings? When you don't have feelings? Like you just kind of empath it, like it starts with the A, I think. Um, it's what's that? It's another word too, where it's like you're a emotional almost. Um, I can't think of the word that it is. I'm gonna let my producer try to find that. So pretty much, you you don't have the same empathy that somebody else else would have, right? 
um damn what is it? yeah look, look uh google what it mean what word what word means to not have empathy apathetic I think that's kind of close so either way that means that you don't you don't feel the same way people feel right you kind of operate on a objective basis so somebody can be hurting you like well it doesn't help me to get where i want to get to so i don't really care um now i believe that that us having emotion is our superpower right i feel like us being able to communicate like that is our superpower i feel like all of us are actually connected already without having to use social media without having to use a, te- a telephone or a cell phone or things like that i just think that we don't know how to do that okay we never really been taught how to do that so i think that when the reptiles got here they were like oh damn we need to we need to figure out a way that to connect all we need to figure out a way that we can i guess control all the people at one time right um and they were making things externally to be able to do that because they can't access the emotion or the empathy that we have to be able to connect with each other on a more or less telepathic basis so they made things like social media they made things like cell phones they made things like anything that we use currently to connect us without actually anything that we can buy to connect us are things that i believe were made because the reptiles don't actually have the ability to uh empathize with other people like that i know this sounds kind of convoluted but trying to follow me here okay so i'm gonna bring it back to the social dilemma situation um so when it comes to uh what is it called oh right so like i said when it comes to empathy i think that we have the ability to do what social media does without actually needing a computer to do so okay i think that if we had trained for it or maybe back in the day i was able to communicate with somebody across wherever the same way animals do animals most animals don't talk a lot of them communicate without ever speaking to each other cats communicate and they don't talk honestly if you don't know this cats only meow because that's how they communicate with other human beings they don't because they feel like they're trying to they're trying to make the sounds that humans make and it comes out as a meow but they don't actually communicate to each other like that so how is it that they talk how is it that they communicate with each other? Okay. It's probably similar in terms of body language or things like that, where we can just talk to somebody, communicate with them without actually having to use words. Cats don't call people or things like that. Um, I feel like we, same thing with ants. I feel like we have the same situation set up like that, but somebody has kind of put a, a barrier between what we're able to do and they tried to manufacture it. So that's why they, that's why they introduced social media. So now I can like see what my friend is doing and see what my friend is feeling on the computer as opposed to being able to just feel like oh i know my i could i can tell my friend is upset here's thing with twins all the time now i don't think that it's uncommon i don't it's not uncommon for people who are twins to say i know that my twin is feeling something wrong how is that now how can you explain that how is it possible that two people who were born in the same womb who are nowhere near each other can sense that something is wrong now you can't really identify the feeling you can't communicate properly because you don't have a train that you don't nobody ever told you that you could but why is it that twins always say yeah i know something's wrong with my cousin i mean my my sister my brother i know they're sad i know something's going i'm gonna call them and something is happening okay i really think that it comes down to probably meditation or things like that i don't actually know how to do it but another thing that comes another reason why i believe this is people have talked to me about doing drugs and i personally don't do i don't do drugs because I feel like it kind of separates me from the ability that I already have 
and it kind of gives me a false belief of me being able to do things that I should be able to do. So if somebody gives me a cell phone to call somebody and I'm like, oh my God, I can call somebody who's 10 miles away. That's crazy. If I don't know how to do that by myself, of course, I'm going to think that this thing is amazing. But if somebody comes to me and goes, Donovan, you can do that without having to buy a cell phone. I would absolutely do it without buying a cell phone, but I don't know how to do that. Nobody has taught us that. I think there are certain people who know these kind of things. Same thing with as far as doing mushrooms and, and weed and other things like that. I feel like uh, an, an ecstasy and all types of drugs that make you kind of open up, I guess, your brain or your mind and things like that. Um, so I think that once we work on that, I really, and I also think meditation is a big key to that. You have to know how you're feeling. Another thing that social media does is it it kind of triggers you to feel a certain kind of way. And if you aren't in tune with how you feel yourself, you can easily get overwhelmed or you can easily get persuaded by something else like social media. So I, I kind of base my, my decisions off of partly of what I'm feeling. So if I'll be on social media and I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling the minute that I feel like, OK, boom. I felt upset about something. I'm like, okay, that social media trying to get me upset. Because if you watch, if you watch the social dilemma, it'll tell you that they will post or send you posts that they feel you like you will engage with, and it's less likely that you will engage with a post that is happy. It's less it's less likely that you will, that you'll engage with a post that you agree with. If you believe that, um, you know, uh, let me think of something that you might that two people might have a belief in. Let's say this lady's politics, for example. You may feel like Trump is the greatest. You might think he's the worst president of all time, right? So they're going to send you posts of people who don't think that, right? They're going because they want they want oh snap they want you to get upset because you're going to engage with the people that you're upset. We're going to want to argue with them. You're going to want to be like, oh no, that's crazy. That's I can't believe this bullshit. You might send it to your friend. Can you believe this person said that? Yo, he's bugging. I can't believe they said that because that's engagement. The algorithm or the system does not know. Okay, this is good or bad for you. All it knows is that when I send you this thing, you engage with it. I don't care if it's good or bad. I need you to stay on the website and engage with it. So. If you are able to understand how you feel, then you're able to go, okay, I know that this is not how I feel. Somebody else is trying to persuade me to do this. I actually have this talk with Melissa two certain times where I'm like, if you're talking to a guy and this goes with girls who are getting negged by guys, it's a feeling that you have that you know that something is a neg. So if a guy's talking to you, he'll say something like, oh, damn, you know, I think you're cute, but you know, you have big ass teeth and it's like. You feel it and you may not respond to it, but you, you feel that thing. And you're like, why did that? What did I just feel? But you ignore it. The more that you ignore it, the less likely that you are to be able to identify it. The more that you identify it, the easier it becomes to go, okay, I can see what's going on. And then you can see that same feeling happening in other places. Same thing when it comes to buying at a restaurant. If I go to a restaurant and or, or a store and I feel like somebody's pressuring me to buy something, I'm like, okay. You're trying to you're trying to sell me this, not because it's a good thing for me, but because it's good for you. And I can feel that I don't have to. You don't have to tell me. I just know it. But people do two things. They either one, don't identify because they've practiced or they taught themselves not to identify it or they just ignore it. They're like, oh, well, I'm just going to. Uh, OK, well, I'll buy it. And they get pressured to do something or persuaded into doing something that they don't want to do anyways. Um, and like I said, I feel like once you come become more in touch with how you feel and what makes you feel a certain kind of way. You don't get persuaded by social media and other things like that as easily, especially in other opinions. Um, so in a social dilemma, the guy was talking about what's the future of, um, 
human beings. This is Joe Rogan because he feels like we're supposed to be attached to that. We're supposed to be a part of uh, technology. And I feel like that's the opposite direction we should be going in. I feel like we should be going in a way of what is more spiritual. What is more? How do we how do I connect with you without having to have a cell phone? Because if you and a lot of people, a lot of people talk about this, too. A lot of people will say when I'm not around myself and I feel so much better. People, people go even he talked about it, too, in the podcast. They go into the forest and they're like, what the like? I just feel so much better i feel so more so much more free like this just feels good why why is it that when i leave all these things alone i feel better when i have them i think i need them it's a it's a very weird thing that goes on um so like i said i I just think and that's part of my journey my journey too is to be able to become more in touch with what i'm feeling and how i am just 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 kind of be able to come be able to access more of what my body's able to do. Those kind of things. Um, uh, oh, so yeah. Oh my, that had to be itching me crazy. When you when did you do my when did you twist my hair? You say you don't know. I think it was last week. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah, and like I said, social media is a really bad place. Kind, it's kind of weird because of the the nature of it. Um, which is why I put out content the way I do. I feel like at least if I'm going to be on it, I'm going to try and change it and put out the content I think that needs to be out there um, because social media prefers people who talk without thinking, right? So what that means is you don't really want to hear a person that is trying to process a thought. You want somebody to come on and be like, this person is bad. They're fucked up. They shouldn't do this. I can't believe they did that. The fuck them, fuck them, or fuck everybody else. That's what you want. You want somebody to come on here with definitive uh thoughts and not actually process anything that they're thinking about the more somebody processes it the more you don't want to watch it so that social media is it's and that's why tiktok i think is doing so well because it's just it's like quick 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 everything just happens it goes up it comes down it goes up it comes down there's no there's no real processing of what you're looking at it's just quick um bites of excitement and like bites of dopamine so like i said even doing a podcast i can tell when uh i'm if, if I'm thinking about something, it's not going to be as engaging as if I'm just kind of uh, ranting. It's not gonna, it's not going to be the same thing. Um, but like I said, I put things out because I want people to see both sides. I want everybody. I want people to be able to see, OK. Sometimes you have to process your thoughts and sometimes you have to sometimes you just rant what, what you're thinking about. And like I said, I know which one will do better, but I'm going to put them both out there and you can choose to do with it what you want. But I feel like a lot of people don't choose to put out both sides of whatever they're going through. Um, so and another thing, too, as far as um, what is it called? You guys remember my neighbor, right? Uh, if you don't, there's a couple episodes. I don't know how many it is back. Maybe I'll put it in the description or in the video. So I was throwing out the garbage the other day, right? And I'm coming back and I see him stand in front of his door. And I'm like, damn, it's him. He looked, I wasn't sure if it was him, but I was like, nah, it's definitely him. But he looked kind of disheveled. I'm like, bro, what's good with him? So I'm like, and he's kind of like fidgeting like he has to pee, but he wasn't going inside of his house. And he didn't notice I was there. He was just kind of fidgeting in front of the door. So I thought that was kind of weird that he was doing that. And it's almost like he was locked out of his apartment. I don't know what was going on. So I'm walking down the hall. I'm like, hey, what's going on, man? He's like, hey, what's up? He's fidgeting like he has to pee. He's like, hey, what's going on? What's going on? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. He goes, uh, hey, man, you know, can I ask you a favor? I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, here we go again, right? But, you know, 
this is part of my life it's something that i do and I almost got raped one time going to a guy's house without uh you know verifying what i was going there for so this kind of just this is a, a trend in my life i said one day if i have an arrest tell that story i will one day tell that story um and i think i feel like i did tell it on a, on a podcast once you don't think so huh okay yeah so i'm like yeah man what do you need what's going on i'm a very helpful person it's one of my uh my my toxic traits right one of my weak points i like to help people out so this guy is like hey uh you know i'm gonna be out of town can you can you watch my cats i'm like uh sure he's like yeah man can you just like come over and like feed them and change the litter box i'm like uh yeah yeah i guess i could i could do that He's like, yeah, okay, can you, you got to feed him once a day, and then you got to change the litter box every three days, I think he said, which sounds crazy, but it's not, eh, I don't know. I've done worse with my mom's health with my cat. So he said, so yeah, I'm like, yeah, I could do that. He's like, yeah, man, I'm like, when you, when you going when you gonna be leaving? He's like, yeah, I'm gonna be leaving like November, mid-November, be going for like three weeks. I'm like, all right, he's like, yeah, I can pay you, you know, whatever the reasonable amount. He kept saying reasonable amount, which leads me to believe he's trying to pay a low amount, but I'm like, yeah, we'll see what, it, what the price is, because I'm like, and I gave him my number to text me to see what's going to happen. Now, I think I'm starting to get an understanding more of why the PS4 was here in the house. Because the people who would rob him probably had access to his apartment, which was like that guy that was there last time. So that's probably something that's very valuable to him is his PS4. He probably doesn't have a lot of stuff that they would steal. And they're not gonna, even, though that, even though that freaking cat thing cost $800, they're not going to steal that. They could take a PS4. You could sell that on Craigslist for two hundred dollars, some shit like that. So that's probably why he left that in here, which I thought again was still weird. Um, but yeah, so I'm like, yeah, I, c- I could watch a cat for you. So you know, we're gonna see what happens with that. We're gonna see if that somehow turns into some crazy ass story. I go into his house, there's a dead body in there, or some shit. There's cracked pipes and needles on the floor. Who knows? Maybe he's a very good wholesome guy, and he just had to pee when I saw him, and he just be going through some things sometimes. You know. Things happen. Sometimes you have random white guys in your apartment with tank tops on and oversized pants who want to fight you and steal your phone. Everybody goes through that. I haven't, but I'm pretty sure that everybody at one time has gone through something similar to that. Um, the Bamboo Project Sports. Uh, we've been going re- we've been going real hard with that over the last. This is gonna be the fourth week coming up. We've been posting videos on on uh, on YouTube. I've been getting better, getting better, getting more, getting uh, back in shape. The first week I looked really bad. Last week was a lot better. Um, the only problem was that I feel like the floor was very slippery, so I'm gonna need them to kind of get that checked out. But if you want to see me play basketball, see you know if I got any game, you can go out and check that out on the Bamboo Project Sports. Um, while I was there, somebody named Maurice uh, probably put his Instagram up. His Instagram is this is Instagram. His Instagram is Soul J A R. I-V-E-R-S 25. So he put up a mixtape. No, he asked for a mixtape. So I made him a mixtape. I was like, you know, because I, I wanted to start doing it anyways. And he wanted one just, I guess, for himself. Because I asked him if he still plays ball in high school and whatnot. He said, nah, he's 24. He's out of that game. So I'm like, all right, cool, bet. You know, I'll, make, I'll make you one. So I made him one. And then after I made it for him, Adriel, as I told you from last week, posted it on his page. He wanted one for himself. He offered to pay me. I'm like, hey, I can do it on Friday. And he's like, can you do it tonight? I'm like, fam no like what and he's like i'll pay you i'm like listen i can do it i have it done by wednesday if you pay me this amount because i'm not it was 55 dollars. i'm like i'm not about to be freaking 
dude, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this. First of all, it takes a couple hours. So what's it gonna do that at nine o'clock at night? And today's the podcast. I'm like, you know what? I could do it on Wednesday. I could do that, I'll take care of it. I got you. So like I said, you know, we go we going up. Um and I'm gonna make some more highlight tapes. If somebody wants to pay for them, that's cool. Some of them will be free. If you want to be specific, specific to what you want, obviously you'd have to pay for it. But I said, I'm having fun. This is enjoyable. I like making videos about basketball. So I'm going to make a bunch more of those. Uh, my mom is running for councilwoman in the Bronx. Um, Melissa was able to go out with her on a, what would you call it, like a campaigning, I guess? Yeah, I guess my mom was campaigning in the Bronx. Melissa went out there. She really enjoyed herself. Um, my mom is running for councilwoman in the District 12, which is the Bronx where I used to live at. Um, because the guy that's there now, I believe he was harassing some woman and he got fired. So it's a special election because now since he's let go, they need somebody to fill the role until the next actual election, which I believe is next year. Um, so I think that's cool. This is our second time running. Um, I think she's a better time, a better chance of winning this time than last time. And I don't know if that Ingles guy was there. Do you know if there's a guy named Ingles? Did she talk to you about that? Cause I don't know if she's running for the same position that she, that she did last time, but there was a guy named joe Ingalls, who was there for 20 something years and it's crazy because like i said people need to vote for these people he's been there for 20 something years and nobody i've never even heard of him i don't know anything about him he's a white guy that lives up in yonkers or in the wider area like i said he's been making decisions for people that he is not people for people he doesn't know like he's from that area he's from an area that the majority of people don't live in and he's been there for 20 something years so you can already know he's not gonna be making choices that help us out and the the black people that live in that area it's not gonna happen like i said vote for those people those are the ones that are important to vote for um what else was i was thinking about um oh and like i think today we woke up really today's a pretty good day woke up early like 7 30 ish eight o'clock be able to eat breakfast a pretty sad breakfast that i made today was not Today was not one of my best, my better days. Uh, the food, the, the fruit was not looking, it was not hitting the mullet. Now, okay, this is another thing too, right? For everybody listening, Melissa is a Jamaican woman, okay? Now, this woman likes to eat the head off of fish, the eyeballs out of goats, the intestines from pigs, where the shit is at. And she, she has the unmitigated gall, the audacity to complain that there are leaves on a strawberry. Donovan! You got leave? I can't eat it. I'm like, Melissa, what are you talking about? There's a leaf on it. So she calls them lids. There, There's lids on the strawberries. I'm like, Melissa, you're not going to complain to me about eating this, this fucking thing when you be eating the, the wildest shit. Chicken foot. She be eating goat head. All of that. And then now when I get the leaf on our strawberry, which is more or less edible, she's like, nah, nah, nah. I can't, I can't eat that because that's crazy. So where's the game? So I don't fucking. This shit don't sound crazy later. Yeah, so I'm just like, Melissa, you're like, you're not that ass, right? So she didn't want to eat the, the, none of the fruit this morning, right? But like I said, I didn't eat them either because today, I'm not going to lie, shit was not looking appetizing to me. Like, I wouldn't even post a picture of that shit because that shit was not hitting at all. So actually, I'm going to take a picture of it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post a picture of the food, of how it looked. Because like I said, today was not the day. It didn't look good. There was an apple that was that was not, it wasn't spoiled, but it was in the fridge. And it was, it, I put it in the fridge like a week ago, right? But 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 that doesn't no 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 it was i never peeled it so i never cut it same apple but i can tell that it was not as fresh as the other apples i don't know why i never peeled it but it maybe i left it out i don't know either way it was turning brown when i cut when i finally peeled it it was starting to turn brown so i'm like "Mm, 
But I'm like, it's an apple. It's oxidizing. Whatever. You just eat it. It's not going to kill you. So I cut those up. Shit looking sorry. Right. I'm like, hmm. Now, going forward, I will core the apples because I don't I haven't cored them. So I'm going to take out the middle with the seeds. because I was just cutting them shits <laughs> in half and just putting them in the food. And I feel like I know that apples. I know apples have unhealthy. I think the seeds are very unhealthy for you. I think you shouldn't eat those. I think you could die if you eat apple seeds. So that's what I was told. And I said that in a movie or a cartoon. So I'm like, damn, that's crazy. You know, that I left it in there. The strawberries were starting to get kind of old. Not old. They were starting to like get soft um because i don't know strawberries just be going fucking fast maybe it's the organic ones i don't know it just lasts like five days after the five days if you don't eat all 29 strawberries they're gonna be spoiled um and then the blueberries at the bottom which i didn't really get to because i couldn't get through the top layers of bullshit that i put on there um and then i tried to season the amaranth porridge and that shit was not hitting either I, it was just like I said, it was a very sorry breakfast but i woke up early enough to make that sorry breakfast and eat it before the podcast and that is a win for me so like i said I, uh, the reason i'm bringing this up is because like i said i'm trying to get up i got i had some things backlogged on my to-do list or for i guess tours list whatever you want to call it um for like probably like two weeks maybe like a couple of things that just felt like i need to get them cleared off of my list because i have new things that i need to get done like getting new contracts which i haven't been able to all of last week i didn't really look for any contracts i'm trying to figure out how to get out of the situation i'm in right now with this contract and funny enough, I contacted that lady, the the broker agent yesterday, and I don't know if I'm gonna lose my thousand. Cause I, she didn't she didn't call me or text me, and I called her last night, and it's already about to, it's already twelve o'clock, and she didn't contact me. So I'm thinking about texting her. I called her. I did my job. I'm thinking about texting her and being like, "Listen, that price not gonna work for me. Based on the comps that you sent me, it's not gonna work." So that's what I have to do. Um, so there's that. Uh, so like I said, but I haven't really been able to get any, I haven't looked for any other, um, deals because I've been so hell bent on trying to figure out what I'm gonna do with that one in itself. Cause I'm not trying to lose my thousand dollars that I was borrowed, that I borrowed from my sister. I'm just trying to figure that out. Um, but like I said, I'm getting things done. I'm checking a lot of things off in the morning. If I, the earlier I get up, the more I can get done. And then the more time I have in the future, cause I kind of felt like things were not not i wouldn't call it overwhelming but it was a lot of things i just felt like were piling up and i'm like fuck i gotta do this i gotta do that i gotta do this so was it the last two days more so two three days i kind of sat down and just like knocked everything off like okay i gotta like take the couch on the roof or the 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 um what do you call this what do you call that part the cover the cover of the couch on the roof and take off the fur of it i had to vacuum that then I had to post highlights. I had to do things for the YouTube and I had to do things for the Bamboo Project. And then I had to do things for my personal self, like, you know, bank related things. Just things that I just had to just get checked off the list that I finally got done. Remember, just make a small list. Get things done. It helps with your life. It helps make things a lot easier. Um, and it makes you feel good, too. Um, but, yeah, so that is all for my life update. Yeah, and it's like I felt like last week I, I didn't get a lot, of, a lot of stuff done because I was so focused on this freaking deal that i was trying to get to not freaking you know whatever um and like i said i put up a video about that on my youtube channel or well, our youtube channel where it's like just explain more about the wholesale deal wholesaling deal um now for episode playback uh i want to start off with uh i talked to jordan last week um because i had talked about it with melissa where we had said or i talked about it on the podcast let me drink some water First of all, that's how I drink water. Don't shame me. Um, so I had said before that one of my toxic traits is being too helpful. 
I like I, I overextend myself, right? And then it, when I when I do that, it makes other people want to. One, it makes them look at, look at me as above them, which is bad, because um, then I then they put they look at me in a light that I don't want to be in. So then it just reinforces the stereotype that I don't want. So now I'm a, I'm annoyed with them when they look at me like that, and it's just bad. It's for overextending. That's what happens when you when you try to help too much people who don't want to be helped. Um, so. I had a phone call with a friend about his music and Melissa felt like, oh, you know, um, I feel like you were doing your thing again. I'm like, well, I don't know if I felt like that. She's like, yeah, this and that. I'm like, I kind of see how she's like, I kind of so I heard some stuff and I'm like, OK, OK, I, I can see how it's possible that I may have overextended myself. So I decided to call him and ask him, like, yo, just curious, like, how do you feel about our last conversation? Do you feel like I was offering too much advice on your music. Do you feel like it was a productive conversation? Do you feel like we got anything out of it? Do you feel like I was uh, um, biased to critiquing your music? Like, what do you think about it? He was like, no. He's like, that's time we we uh, debate all the time and argue. All, like, it's not. I don't really. That's nothing. I'm like, all right. Because I guess I I wasn't. I I didn't originally feel like that. But when it was pointed out to me, I'm like, okay, I can see how maybe that's the case. But he's like, no, I didn't feel like that. He was like, look, you gave me some tips. Like, I'm not going to take your tips as as law. Or your your uh, critique as law, but I'm gonna put it and listen to it. I'm like, I bet. And like I said, for me personally, which is what, what I told him is that if I critique you or critique somebody, right? What I want it to be is where it's it's on like a I guess a sliding scale situation where one of my critiques is bundled with ten other critiques, and those ten critiques add up to a like a okay, maybe I should change what I'm thinking. Um, I don't want to be like, yo, bro, I think you should change your album cover. And then I, I, then I get mad when you don't change it after I said it. It's not like that. I just want to be able to say, well, if you're in the studio thinking about it, or if you're at home thinking about something, you're like, damn, I can name eight people that told me this thing. And for me personally, one of the things about that music that I didn't like, one of the verses at the end of it, he, I feel like he, he started off the, the verse really well. And then he kind of, at the end of it, he just kind of let it go. Like he didn't he didn't cross the finish line he just kind of like all right i'm you know he didn't run through the finish line he just left it alone left it at that and i'm like yeah, you could have really killed it if you just kept going so that's something that i would say that i said and now if he said he felt the same way he said he sees it he understands that um but he's like, i'm not gonna go back and change it which i don't expect him to do he's like yo i get that right so it's now if i said that he felt like that somebody else said that maybe his mom his sister a girlfriend his brother you know his friend if we all say it, it's like all right well maybe it's something I can, he can consider that's how I look at my that's how I look at my critiques when I give them. Um, so like I said, there was that. Uh, he, said, he said the convo was not. We didn't really get any actionable steps out of it. So I'm glad that I called him back so we can actually move forward with some productive things to do. Um, as far definitely as far as like payment goes and what the scope of work looks like going forward. Um, so that was uh that was that part of the episode playback. And then what else did I see last week? Um, uh, oh, okay. The the rich the rich slave poor slave thing, right? Um, actually, I'm gonna save that for. I'm gonna, I'm gonna save that towards the end a little bit. Um, nah, no, no, I'm gonna talk about it now. So, this is one thing I talked about when I say rich slave poor slave, right? An example is YouTube, and one reason I really want to talk about it, which I've kind of been tentative doing recently is i feel like when i will think about something i'm like damn how will this be viewed by youtube or things or people like that or the 
the the things the people i think are watching it right and i don't mean like the actual listener i mean the people that actually run things will they be upset about what i'm saying and i've noticed that you know what i can't think about that i have to just say what i'm thinking and whatever happens happens um because i was using examples of like um traders last week and that's not what the thought i had when i was doing it when i had when i actually came up with the thought i was thinking about youtube specifically so i think that youtube is a for, nah, i don't want to call it a form of slavery but i want to say that the yeah, rich slave poor slave situation i want to use them as an example so when you're on youtube right There are a lot of things that you have to do to to more or less have good content or more, there are a lot that they, that they give you to do to have good content. Right. Some of those things are they want you to have a thumbnail. OK, that means the, the photo that you see on, on YouTube, they want you to have a good one, which usually means it has to be edited or it has to be staged or planned. Right. That's number one. Then they want you to have a description, a description about the video. Right. Then they want no, that mean a title. Then they want you to 100 characters or less. And then they want you to have a description which describes the video. They you you would put your Instagram in here, you'd put all the other handles in there, you'd have like a paragraph about the actual video. Some people actually transcribe the video, put that in there. All right. Then they want you to put tags on the video because the algorithm works like Google or any other algorithm. You put in a tag, let's say your video is about basketball, you'd put in LeBron James, you'd put in basketball, you'd put in NBA. So people who search those terms may possibly see your video, right? Um, but then it comes more, they also have strategic ways about doing it. So you may have like, okay, you have to post, you have to put NBA, uh, ESPN because that gets more views than just NBA. You have to put NBA and WNBA because that gets more views than just NBA, but you don't want to put NBA ABC because ABC is going through something right now. And if somebody clicks on the video and it's not about what ABC is going through right now, it's, they're going to demote your video in terms of people that watch it. So these are all the things that as a YouTuber, you need to take into account. So as you're making a YouTube video, right, you think about all these different things. You're like, okay, I got it. And mind you, this is not even including actual content. This is just after you post the content. This is just things. This is just like the, the menial labor of posting the content. And this is why I say as far as slavery goes, because I think that we think of engagement on platforms. And I learned this from the, from the, um, also from the Tristan Harris interview with Joe Rogan. We think of engagement on a platform as people that comment, people that like, people that watch it and stuff like that, right? But also engagement comes from how often you you yourself are on there. How much videos are you posting? How much times are you commenting? How much time are you writing, sending, spending writing descriptions? How much time are you spending writing tags? How much time are you spending trying to come up with a cool uh, caption and post on there? How many times do you check? Like those are things also go into engagement, but we don't think about that because we're like, okay, once I put it up, then people will watch me and then I'll engage with them. But as long as you any as long as somebody is engaging with the platform, that's what they want. So one of the metrics that the person used, Tristan Harris, in the so in the um interview with Joe Rogan, and this is this is I never even thought about this. He was saying that one reason that TikTok is so valuable is because you are able to build a mass following very fast. And that is very beneficial to investors because it, it just shows how well people can connect and the bigger the easier you can build a mass following, the easier it is to market to them, the easier it is you have more people to engage on your website, the easier it is to have more users on your platform. You can have 100 million users in a month because everybody's getting a huge following very quickly. So I didn't ever, I never thought about that. But from what I know about TikTok, 
the people that do their best on TikTok make like eight videos a day. Like they're they're making videos, multiple multiple videos every day. And when TikTok first came out, Melissa wanted to make a TikTok. And this is like before, it was like on the up and up of becoming what it is now, but it had already kind of passed it up past the level of, oh, this is like it passed the what the fuck is a TikTok thing. It passed that level, but it was still on a level of can you make money on this? Like is there any mo- I don't think nobody's making money on this. It was at that level, right? So we were watching videos back then about people who are making money on TikTok and what they have to do. And of course, which I'm not surprised, they have a whole studio. And mind you, like I said, these videos are 15 seconds or up to a minute, I think. And they're making these elaborate videos. They have all of this studio work. They have all these lights in their house. They get up and they make videos for eight, nine hours a day. And then they post four videos every day. And you just like, this don't sound like something that you want to do on a regular basis. It doesn't sound like that. And I'm like I said, the last podcast where it, so it sounds like a form of mental slavery. You're like, damn, I got to like do mad stuff just to get these views and get, you know, these followers and things like that. And that's one of the one of the things that I think people never consider when it comes to social media is how much. And this is like I said, this is from the other side. Most people, most people look at social media from the consumer standpoint and most people don't look at it from the producer standpoint. But both people are slaves to the actual platform itself, because either you're on this spending hours and hours and hours watching the content that I post. I'm spending hours and hours and hours making the content to post. I get 20. I get what? I think I think YouTube gives me like 15 percent and they keep 85 percent. It's some crazy number like that of all the ad revenue. So they will make hundreds of millions, billions of dollars and I will make pennies to that, less than pennies to that. So like I said, who's really winning in this? Yeah, you get a little chunk of the change, but for the amount of work that you're putting in, it's like you're still a slave to that platform. You're making videos all the time for them. You're making video and you're making videos for them all the time. You're worrying about the the follow and this is worrying about the followers, you're about the subscribers, you're worrying about the comments. And another thing too with the videos is that and I don't do this. I don't I mean I don't do it now. Maybe I'll pay somebody in the future to do it if they want to, but I see that or I used to see in videos I would watch that people will go back and regularly change their captions and their comments, not their comments, their captions, their descriptions, their titles, and their tags based off what's trending at that time. Now, to me, that's insane because I post too many videos to be like, let's go back on two years ago to change one of the captions so that, you know, people look at it. Now, I, that's too much. That's to for somebody to think about that regularly to think, okay, I need the uh, iPhone is trending right now. It's iPhone 12. So if I go back and add iPhone 12 hashtags to my old video instead of iPhone 8, then people will see it. If I change the thumbnail to iPhone 8 versus iPhone 12, and then I put in the description or the in the title, my new iPhone versus my old iPhone. What do you guys think? And it's like you're a slave to that thing. You can't function out without that. And I don't want to be at that point, which is why we made the content that we do. The content that we make is we just live our life and we post that. But like I say all the time, if my life is boring, my content will be boring. That's just what it is. Um, so that kind of pushed us to have content that is interesting, which means our life itself has to be interesting to have content to post. The only problem with that is as far as, like I said, the menial part of it, which is the, the descriptions, the making the thumbnails, the editing, all of those things. I want to outsource at some point to somebody else to do because, like I said, my main point is to just have it where I wake up, post some shit that I did it that day. And I go about my day 
and I make money off of that passively that day and the days in the future. Um, that's the plan that I have for the YouTube channel. Um, one thing I learned also with last week is about punchlines, I guess. Um, and now another thing people don't realize too, uh, one second, need to drink some water. That should hurt like crazy. Yeah, hello. Okay. Um, so I think when people people don't realize that when you watch stand up comedy, people are not just talking. Like it's not like a, oh I'm gonna get up here and just talk. They they have meticulously picked out and planned each word that they say to you. They've picked out how long they spend on saying a word. They've picked out the inflection of the word. They've picked out the pause between one sentence, one sentence and the next sentence. They picked out how fast they say it. They picked out their reaction, their face expression, facial expression to them saying it. Like if you watch a comedy stand up, it's there's so much going on that you can't even see. They have to they practice that hundreds of times. And it, it comes to you and you look at it. And go, oh, OK, that's cool. That was fun. That was funny. But it got to a point that they were act, they know when to say a thing that'll make you laugh. Because they've planned it so well. Um, and one thing I noticed for me personally that I do is, and I will, I don't want to call it punchline because I'm not trying to really be funny. But in terms of just, I think, communicating and in terms of, um, I guess, public speaking, right? I think that they are, they're also another thing too. There are different parts of a joke when you're talking to somebody, right? Now, some of them might be the setup. Then you have the punchline, Right. Um, I think there's a third part, but I forgot what it is. But for me, th the main part of what I'm trying to say, what somebody would be trying to say is the punchline. But what I will do is I will rush that part very quickly. But that's because I speak very fast. But I have to understand that when I'm saying something, if I, whatever I'm going to say is important, that's when I should slow down. It's like I just did right there. It's you take that pause and then you go. Yeah that's when I should slow down. But for me, I'm letting it all flow at one pace. And it has to be certain kinds of pacing. Even when you're doing comedy stand-up, when you're doing anything, there should be a pace to it. And watching last week's episode, I'm like, okay, I can see how my pacing is off when I'm saying things. Not necessarily for a punchline, but for a main part of what I'm trying to say. Sometimes if I'm trying to say a joke or make a joke, same thing will happen where I'm like, okay, I need to just pause a little bit and then say it as its own sentence because that's what makes certain things funny. It can be certain segments to the joke. It's the it's the intro, the setup, whatever the, the storyline might be, and then boom, the punchline. But you don't want to say the story part too too. Uh, you don't want to mess the story part with the punchline because the person doesn't actually have the setup for the punchline. It's almost similar to basketball. Now I think about it, which is funny. That's actually funny. Now I'm going to do that when I play basketball. Now now I'm going to remember that. So. A basketball reference, right? It's something called the setup when you're playing basketball, when you're dribbling a ball, okay? That's when you see somebody come up to court and they're doing they're doing moves. They're putting the ball between their legs. They're putting it behind their back. They're doing a little bit of moves, right? It's a setup. It's all a setup for the actual crossover to get past you, okay? Now, you, somebody watching a game may think that every time they cross the ball over from one hand to the other, it's a crossover. Technically, by law and definition, it is. But those are not the ones that's going to actually get you to the basket. It's that final, you know, one, two that gets you to the basket. And at the end of the day, you only need one crossover to get you to the basket. You don't need four. There's only one change of direction from one hand to the other or a fake from one hand to the other, one hand to the other hand 
that gets you to the basket, right? So it's very similar to that. If I'm talking, like I don't want to come down a court and be just dribble, 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 dribble between my leg, between my leg, between my leg. It's like, well, the defender is not going to ever have time to stop and go, okay, which way is he going? Because I'm just dribbling all over the place. But if I come down the court and I set it up like I'm going to go right and then I come back left, that's how I get you. Same thing with comedy. If I'm saying something, right, and I'm pacing it, I'm talking real slow, I'm like, okay, I went down the street and then I turned left and boom, there was a car. You're like, oh, shit, what the, there was a car. What the fuck? But it comes down to how I'm pacing. If I if I said it again, like, I went down the street, there was a car and then boom, you like, wait what that what 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 happened I, you lost me there i don't know what happened it's like yeah because i didn't pace it properly um so like i said i learned that from watching last episode last week's episode so i'm going to try and work on doing that too just having pacing when it comes to saying the last part of i guess a statement i'm trying to make um uh let's see are you serious that's so if we match with each other? Once you match, you don't have to be interested in video chat. Oh Lord, that's funny. Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm like girls have mad matches. Cause I'm yeah, that's interesting. That wow. You haven't been on Tinder in a while, so it's a rough place on Tinder, man. I'm telling y'all too. If y'all listen to this, only use Tinder if you're trying to run game on girls. Do not do not use Tinder if you're trying to find love. It doesn't work. I don't care what nobody says. It's a lie. The only people who are on there are crazy people. Like the the crazy insecure people are on there guys and girls trying to find love but well, not love trying to think they're trying to find love and they don't it don't work out i have every situation i've ever heard of anybody think about this think about this right they, they try and push this narrative of how great it is to be on social media but i don't know i don't feel like social media as far as, as, far as instagram goes is the same as tinder i feel like you go on tinder to look for your love of your life or some pussy i feel like if you're on instagram you're kind of doing something somebody might come up and be like hey i think you're cute i like what you're posting you know let's hang out um, but yeah, I'm telling you, you if anybody, y'all probably everybody. Listen, I know me personally. Okay, I have a lot of crazy ass stories on Tinder, like just ridiculous stuff that happens between me, my other friends, of things we just hear, things we just go through, things that we've seen on Tinder. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. So I already know also that anybody that I've tried to be in a relationship with on Tinder doesn't work out. You know who did work? Melissa, you see that pause right there? See how I did that? Boom! I'm killing them. But that's what I'm saying. It's like it's Melissa. Like we met at a Starbucks. We just met outside. Like we met in real life, and we're still together. I'm pretty sure those work out way more than ones you try and meet on Tinder. Don't do it, okay? Um, if you want to just go out there, and just have fun and fuck. Sure. Do not try and find a love of your life on Tinder. Don't do it. Um. So. Mm, okay oh yeah so even before uh, in, a, in the uh it was life update right i talked about being able to be in touch with how you're actually feeling like and when i say the feeling i mean okay um when you get anxious what is what does your body feel like does it feel like somebody touching your fingers does it feel like somebody is running a nail on your back does it feel like you have to take a shit like what happens to your body when you have a particular feeling, right? You need to be able to identify your specific feeling that you go through when you have a, a, are feeling something. So if you're angry, does your stomach get start to hurt? Does your eyes start twitching? You have to know these things because when you identify them, then you can say, okay, I know 
that something right i'm upset right now i don't know why but something is causing me to be upset i need to understand what that is right so one thing i was thinking about recently is that it comes when it comes to lifestyle in the future and life that you want to live right you should not plan your life about around how you want to live in the future you shouldn't plan like oh i want to have five cars and i want to have a big ass house and i want to have bitches and i don't do girls do girls want dick is that what y'all say i don't say that right oh right i want to have a, a man you don't say these things right that's not what you say what you what you need to say is i want to feel like this i want to feel i want to feel happy i want to feel loved i want to feel excitement these are things that you say to yourself and then you go from there you go what makes me excited what makes me feel loved what makes me feel happy and then you go i love butterflies like i love butterflies that, that, makes, me, that makes me feel happy so i'm going to make sure that my life in the future has butterflies in it that's how you plan your life and if you want to get a big ass butterfly net in your house or not a net like a house a butterfly house in the backyard whatever the case might be that's what you that's what you build your life around so you build, you find an apartment or a house that says you can build a butterfly house in the backyard that's what you're supposed to do that's how you should build your life and i feel like a lot of times people end up unhappy because they're trying to build a lifestyle as opposed to like building the lifestyle based off of how they feel as opposed to what they think that they want um so like i said identify the feeling that you have build your life around the things that make you feel good um and another thing this is probably the last part of the episode playback so when it comes to uh what is that thing called when it comes to america america we'll go with america right i don't know what you guys think it is the the big the biggest export when it comes to you know what we make our money off of right and one thing they talked about in the podcast with Joe Rogan, which I've heard before, too, is that if if you're not paying for something and something is free, then you're the product. Right. So Google is free because we're the product. We make the money right for them. Um, so one thing I was thinking about with America. Right. And people love to bring up with the the pipeline the, the what is it the jail pipeline what is it called do you know the pipeline to to jail for black people there's a name for it um but people love using that as the new slave new slavery right and yes i do think that the school to prison pipeline right people love to say oh okay well that's it's happening Right. And yes, I do. I do think it's happening. I do think there is somehow there's some system in place that is having kids, black kids end up in or kids of color, but black kids end up in prison because there's no reason that the population of the country should be like 85 percent white or whatever it is. And then the jails are like 85 percent black. That's not like it doesn't even make sense. Like there's that's insane that the, those the numbers should somewhat be similar to reflect what is happening in jail as also another thing about that is if the crimes committed are still by white people and there's a lot of crimes committed by the white people there should still be more white people in jail it shouldn't be there's more white people in the country one two there are more white people committing crimes than black people and then three somehow there are more black people in jail than white people how does that happen how is that it doesn't make any sense so 
that's a uh you know you want to look into that whatever sure um but i'm bringing that up because i think that free labor is america's biggest export okay so we went from slavery before where we were we were as big as we were because we had all that free labor of people building cotton or making cotton back in the day and that's how we got to become a powerhouse that we are now by having people being paid pennies on a dollar that's how we were able to become this powerhouse right and now if you think about it a lot of our uh exports a lot of our money comes from the biggest tech companies that we have which are like facebook uh google i don't really know if apple does that because apple wouldn't really be considered that because apple is able to um they have products that they sell but there's all the social media platforms all the biggest ones are from us they run they don't run the world but they have a very big influence over the world and they're from here they're from america right and that's because they get their labor for free we voluntarily choose to make them money like we don't they don't ask anything for us they're like here here's a platform come on here and make us money and i think it's just funny because that just seems to be maybe it's a a a, a universal thing but it definitely seems to be how america does it we need to have things for free and we will make money off of that i don't even know russia has a social media platform like a social media like i don't even i've never heard of russia's like social media situation i don't know what it is so i don't know russia or africa i don't they all probably use instagram facebook whatsapp twitter like all the social medias that we that are big that i've ever heard of are here the only ones that aren't are the ones that are in china and that's because they don't fuck with the ones that we have here and i think that's so crazy i think that's interesting so yeah what do you think about that like well, i'm curious what people think about the export being free labor of social media on here because i don't think amazon amazon has free labor actually well see this is something i'm gonna look into because a new thing that's happening with us is this new gig economy where nobody's actually an employee so you kind of just work per job and would that be considered an indentured slave indentured servant why do you say no like college but you're not working for the college to pay off the debt that you have because i feel like an indentured servant i'd have to look it up just to be sure but i'm pretty sure it's kind of like if let's say i loaned you yeah let's say okay let's use college as the example you get a grant for 50k for your education Mm -hmm. And then afterwards, you would have to work off the money that they gave you at the college. But you're, you're not working for the college to make the money. But how do... Why would they give me a loan? Hmm? Why would they give me a loan if I'm an indentured servant? Like, why, why would they... How does that work? Because I'm trying to understand, like, if... Because indent- indentured servants were... Were slaves. Mm-hmm. Before, right? Because a lot of people that came, a lot of people came to America as indentured servants, mm-hmm. as their way of becoming free people, and they were, but they were only slaves, quote unquote slaves, for a certain amount of time. So they were buying their freedom. Okay. Yeah, that's how. Oh, so they so okay, so they were working to buy off their freedom. Mm-hmm. So that was that was the debt that that was the debt that they owed was the imaginary debt of how much it was to buy them 
uh-huh. to become indentured because indentured servants were before slaves. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. Indentured servants were before slaves. There were white people as well. Facts. So when they came over here, for whatever reason, they oh. had to leave their country. Mm-hmm. They worked here for like a, a period of time, five mm-hmm. years, ten years, something like that. And then after that time period, then they're free people. They're fine. Or some people, they would get here, and because they're white like everybody else, they could just run away, and nobody would know the difference because mm. you, you can't really tell the difference. Yeah. That's part of the reason, quote-unquote, that we have slaves as well that, are, um, that were African because they look so different than the white people. So you can tell. You can look and know yeah. you are not. You are an, a slave. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause like I said earlier, I feel like it's really a situation where the game is to get people to work for you for free. How much to pay you as little as possible. And I can't pay you. It's funny. I can't pay you less than zero. And I think that's funny because I definitely can because you you can pay me to work for me. And I think that that's crazy. Like because if you owe if you owe money, you are you are paying interest on your money. So you are in debt to me, but you are also paying me to get out of the debt and working for me. You're working for me and paying me to get out of the debt. So I just think that, you know, it's crazy. But I'm I'm curious what other jobs are out there that in other countries, I'm going to do some research, where it's like this social media thing. How, why is it that all the social media platforms are in America? Like, why isn't there, like, a UK platform that we all use here? Do you know of any? Like, I feel like all of them is here. All of them shits. All of them is here. That's crazy. Nah, there gotta be other ones. I'm gonna I'm Google this real quick. I'm gonna look up foreign social, big foreign social media. They're probably all gonna be in freaking, they might be in India, too. They're gonna all be in, uh, yeah, China. Yeah, for that one. Top. Top foreign. What? No, they probably definitely exist. It's just not as big. Well, VK has a hundred million, bruh. That's funny. So WeChat is in, WeChat is in China. Um, it has three hundred million monthly active users. Um, VK is in Russia with over 100 million monthly active users. It's called How many monthly active users is, is billion, probably some crazy number like that. Yeah, I, I probably. And it says that it looks very similar to Facebook. They don't get that money. We want the money. We don't want to give it to y'all. Then in Japan, you have Line. Yeah, I've heard of Line. Wait, is that is it green? They didn't show it. Let me see. Because Line is Webtoon. So, yeah, probably. Uh, doesn't say. Just Line. Um, I said, yeah, it says gaming type of situation. Uh, they boast over 300 million users and 50 million in Japan alone. Yeah. Spain has one. It's only one. Spain has one, which is Toonty. 
Okay. That's the Spanish Facebook. Okay. I never even heard this. Cool. You have another. That's interesting. Okay. So those, those, those are six that I just came across right now. I'm going to do, do one more little look and see what I come across. But I can't pronounce these shits. All right. There's another one. There's either eight more. Oh, well, Tencent. Well, they own them. But QZone and QQ. What is this? WeChat, which you said you've heard of. Um, Weibo. Douyin. It's owned by ByteDance. Okay. This one has 400 million monthly active users. This is Kai Koyushu. Started as a GIF sharing site. And yeah, so that, yeah, you know. So that thing, that's interesting. That's a cool thing to know. Um, I don't have Donovan's questions. It's harder to come up with Donovan's questions when I don't have time to think about stuff like that, if that makes sense. I think it's easier when I'm on my bike, but I've been kind of working on uh, getting my first deal with wholesaling. So it's kind of hard to sit down and think about philosophical questions. So. Hopefully next week I have some time to think about it uh, and we will, you know, come back with some of that fire. Um, today's topic, we have one topic, security versus excitement. And which one is more important to women? Okay. What's, what's the time we have right now? Okay. Doing pretty good. Um, so this topic came up a couple weeks ago um, because I was trying to figure out what's more important to women. Um, and I asked my girlfriend, and you had told me which one. Do you remember? I think I said... Mm, I don't remember what I said. Which one do you feel now? When you say important, like, what do you mean? If you only have one of them. If I only have one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I said excitement because I I, I think that I, yeah, I remember um, security isn't something that I was necessarily looking at the other person for. Mm-hmm. I, I was mm-hmm. expecting myself to build a lifestyle where I can be secure myself. Yes, I remember that. Um, yeah, and this, this question... It's kind of backwards to where we're at, where we're at now. Oh, <laughs> That's funny. So you want excitement? That's what you want? No, no. I don't mean it like that. I mean, like, I think this is exciting. Oh, I mean, listen, like I said, I have, well, I have. I'm not secure, if that makes sense. That's why it's exciting. What thing? That's why it's exciting. That's why you, that's what I'm saying. That's what, that's, that's why, who, see, getting deep into it, right? <laughs> so it's exciting to not be safe, to not know what's going to happen. That's excitement. If we had a hundred thousand dollars, we get paid every day, hundred grand. It's like, it's not gonna. It, we'd have to find things to make it exciting at that point. Cause everything is just going well. Everything is going the way we want it to go. So, um, this question, like I said, this, this is a question more so for. I mean, it could be for women. It's probably for women. It's definitely a question for women. Which one do you prefer in your relationship to have more security or more excitement? Melissa said that she would prefer to have more excitement because before we got together because she would provide her own security in terms of financial security um and lifestyle and life security now for me personally 
if I had to, I think that. Hmm. Hmm. Which one do I think a girl won't cheat on you for? Excitement, for sure. I think if you can keep your girlfriend excited, uh, camera died. Yeah, it's fine, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, we still, we still rocking. Um, so I was asking which one would be more, which one is less likely to get you cheated on? And I said excitement because a girl at the end of the day, like I said before in previous episodes, loves toxicity. It's in their core. Okay. Now, I don't know if they were born like that. You know, studies say that they were, but I would like to believe that they are not and that they just been jaded so much that they now prefer toxicity. But I definitely think that when it comes to security versus excitement, if you had to choose one, excitement would be better. Now that I think about it, yeah, I, ooh, yeah. Do you have to be toxic to prefer excitement? Question. Do you have to be toxic to prefer excitement? So one thing I was going to say before Melissa asked me that question is that I think that it also depends on how old the woman is, I was going to say. But I also think it depends on it depends more on where she is at in her life more than how old she is, because I think a person who is in a secure place in their life wants excitement. Because they already have security. And I don't think you have to be toxic. What? Wait. You said that a person that's mm-hmm. in an insecure place. Secure. That's in a secure. Yeah, in oh, a okay. secure. you said they're insecure no, no. because they have security. No, no, like, no. Uh, they are, they're in a secure place okay. in their life. And they they want excitement. Which I think tends to happen with older women. They have money. They have their life. They have their job. They have a house to live in. They have food, things like that. They have a car. So they're looking for somebody to make them feel excited. But I really feel, I, this is what I think. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Can you ask me a question one more time that you had? Do you have to be toxic um, in order to want excitement? I think the answer is no. You do not have to be toxic in order to want excitement. I think the toxic woman prefers, I was going to say, enjoys excitement with no security. Ooh. I can see that. I can see that. Everything just excites Yeah, everything. All the time. Stability. Right. No, no stability. Just craziness all over the place. We don't have no stability. No, We don't have no, no, no shape of what the plan is. We're just every day, all the time. I'm looking for a guy that makes me just want to be doing crazy stuff. I'm always I'm looking to always have those crazy ups and downs of where we're fighting, where we're yelling, where we're getting lost, where we're just everything is just always going. We just looking for crazy things. I think that that is what that would be a toxic person. I'd be a toxic woman for that. Um, But one thing I was going to say earlier, too, with the relationship that I have with my beautiful girlfriend over here is that I have orchestrated. A relationship where I have both of these things in there. I need you have to have both as as a person, okay? As a in, a in a relationship, as a guy, you have to have security and you have to have excitement, okay? 
the excitement that me and Melissa have currently is that we might get evicted. Very exciting. Okay. Looking for deals to get money. If we get a deal, then boom. Oh, my God. We got money. Oh, my God. This is great. Right. And then we're going to spend all the money. And then we're going to have to be hustling again. And then we're going to be like, oh, shit. We're back in that. We're back in that excitement. So what's going to happen next? You know, we have that up, 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 up. And then you have the, oh, shit. Wait, what, what are we going to do now? What's, what, what happens next? Right. But I made sure that all of the excitement that we have is encapsulated within a shield of security because I think that security is more important than excitement if you don't want your girl to cheat on you. Is that true? I don't think it's a black and white thing. I think you obviously have to have both. I'm trying to decide which one is more important because we can have security, which is what, you know, um, somebody I know has. But they always looking for somebody else. They're always looking for somebody to excite them. They always the girls need to have that feeling of, oh, my God, this is fun. This is this is new. This is invigorating. What are we going to do next? They need to have that. You, you have to you have. And if you don't, if you're not planning it, then you need to plan for it. If you, you'll know if she, she'll be talking to you like, oh, I want to I wish we could. Uh, I want to just uh, can we, you know, I wouldn't mind every day. We just. Everything's just great every day. Make chicken and then I come home and then there's food and then I go to work and I come back home and you're still here. And it's oh, this is oh, the same thing every day. Right. So that's security. It's nothing, nothing going to change here. It's going to be the same shit every single day. If your life is set up like that, you need to ask for security. Like I said before, scare your woman. When she come in the house, like hit her with a water balloon, some shit. I don't know. Whatever she get her to. <laughs> Whatever would get her to be hit, shoot it, come home with water guns. Like, like I said, shoot her with a water gun or spray her with a water bottle. It don't matter. Whatever you want to do, just make sure you get her hair wet if she's a black woman. And you want to, see, you want to see some excitement? You want to see, <laughs> you want to see some excitement? Excitement, excitement. But like I said, you have to have security because now you have to be able to pay for her hair to get done. Now you got to pay for that shit. You got to pay for her to do her hair now. That's what I'm saying. You got to be able to have that security to have the excitement and still have uh, everything go well once you have that excitement happen, right? Plan these things out. Um, we, like I said, I personally, uh, we have this apartment. Um, I am a very intelligent individual. So that's a form of security. Um, I have resources that provide us to be able to have the lifestyle that we have right now, whether it be me working or my sister who has been able to help us. There's different resources. You have to be able to have these things in place so that your girlfriend feels secure, right? Now, once you have that foundation, I don't have a car, though. I know that's, I know that's a big thing over here. If I, once I get a car, though, not, I'm, I'm missing that one piece of security. Once I finally get a car, Melissa will never, ever talk to a guy again once I have a car. Oh, I'm telling you, it's, it's in the Jamaican rule book. A woman cannot talk to anybody else if you have a car. Does it have to be a nice car? Can it be like a, a regular car? How does it work? I don't know how the rules in Jamaica. Like, can it be like a Toyota Camry or? I think it has to be. I think it has to be. A, I think if it's a nice. I think if it's a nice car, I think that's when they don't do nothing. But if it's a whack car, they will definitely cheat on you in your whack car. Um. So, what was I gonna say? Um. Oh right. So you ha- like I said, I plan to make sure that I have the security first, and then the excitement is in- is entrenched in that. Um. So I feel like. Do you feel secure, Melissa? Uh, I have short-term security. Okay, okay. Explain, elaborate. Um, well, with the moratorium in place, mm-hmm. especially, mm-hmm. I do not feel like we're 
physically removed from our apartment mm-hmm. within the next uh, damn it's November now two months shit damn I lost a bit of security <laughs> <laughs> you lost one month of security it was October before and now it's November so the security that I had just went down a little bit uh-huh. but um I do feel like well the due to what I've seen recently, like with the COVID climate not changing, uh-huh. I'm, I'm assuming that when January comes, they're going to prolong the moratorium, which would then, you know, put the security up a little bit higher. Okay. Um. So that's the, I honestly feel like that's the main thing that's mm-hmm. very unstable right now. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's not. It's not. Oh, that's the thing. It's just because it's, it's that, it's the whole eviction situation. Mm-hmm. It's the whole sailing situation where it's like, okay, I invested a thousand dollars into this. Mm-hmm. Is this going to work out? I don't know. If it does work out, it's a huge payoff. If it doesn't work out, it's not really a big loss. But it's like, what the fuck do we do then? So it's like, do I have to get a job? Do you have to get a job? It's like, it's a lot of questions. Are we going to do drop shipping next? Like, what's, what's going to happen? Like, um, the, and then YouTube. Though I feel like for the amount of energy we have, two hundred videos. We do not two hundred throwaway videos, not two hundred videos that we didn't edit or anything like that. Mm-hmm. We have two hundred videos that has had hours of time put into every single video, mm-hmm. and we are not monetized yet. We are not monetized yet. Mm-hmm. So I feel like once the monetization happens and that income comes in, I'd be very very happy. But um. That's just another thing too, where it's like, if if all the ducks was lined up, mm-hmm. I'd be very secure. Okay, I forgot the question, but I think it was like, how do you feel about security? I forgot the question was. How do I feel? I forgot the question. How so. Do I feel? Yeah, it's, I'm not not very secure. I feel like I have. Oh, you asking what I meant by short term security? Okay. And it's not being evicted anytime soon. That is my short term security. Okay, so this is how I look at it, right? Um. Melissa's life doesn't really change in the next two months, more or less, right? Um, so I view that as security. Now, the excitement part is always, the, to have excitement in a relationship, it has to always be something new that's happening, right? So as you heard her talk about the wholesaling thing, it's it's exciting because it's dangerous. It's like, oh my goodness, I might have spent this money and might go broke. We might not get a deal. We might get evicted. We might, you know, have to uh, get a regular job or do wholesale or, or drop shipping, which I think is fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But we might, we might have to do those things. And that is the excitement part of it. Excitement is not. Be a yeah, we might have to get her a YouTube channel. She might have to go to stripper boot camp and learn how to, you know, uh, uh, how to shake her ass. Um, so that's the excitement part. It's not knowing what's going to come next. And like I said, even once we get the deal, our first couple of deals, even once we get a better apartment, there's going to be something new. There's going to be a new form of excitement. It's going to be like, okay, oh, shit. Um, fuck. I need, we got we to gotta figure out how to get to the next stage. We got to figure out how to get to the next stage and the next stage. And it's going to be the same thing over and over again. Um, I do think that the uh, secure, because I, I feel like it would be worse if there were like people coming to the house all the time telling us we're gonna get evicted i feel like that would make it a lot worse they'd be like you yeah right right you ain't you ain't pay seven dollars you're like what the fuck are you talking you pay it right now i'm like fam but you know what time it is you want me to pay you seven dollars 
at eight o'clock in the morning. Can you can you come back later or text me about this? Um, so yeah, I think it's very important to have security in a relationship and to also have excitement. Which one is more important? Ah, hmm. I got it. I got it. Which one would you go with first? Really? I was going to say security. That's crazy. Wow. Like I said. That's crazy. In what, in what point in my life? It doesn't. I mean, I just asked whatever, whatever. Like I said, you just point right now. Because when, when you ask me these questions, the time frame that comes to mind is me working at Starbucks or me having my, my own money or me having my own kind of life plan and, and set. Uh-huh. And I think that. Because I'm trying to think. Because I was talking to someone when I met you. Yeah. And that was like a secure situation where it's like, okay, I know that I can go to this place at this time and blah, 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 blah. Okay. You're talking about the person? Huh? You're talking about the person or the place that you're working at? The person. Okay. Like, that was a very secure situation. I don't know what's going to happen with you. Is that really secure? What do you mean? Why do you consider that a secure situation? Uh, well, I'm confused by this because when I hear Melissa say it was a secure situation, I feel like she was saying that she was secure in that situation because they were not attached to each other. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Um, because it's like, I feel like you're saying that, mm, Are you saying like someone pulls up and like, I have all the money, I have everything? I in have- terms of what? It's, it just depends on how you interpret the question. It's whatever you feel like. It's because I'm asking somebody else something different. I'm just, however you interpret that. And like I said, just asking those two words, which one to you do you want more? And like I said, I, and it's funny, I'm a guy, guys more so about security, we're less about excitement. So I think it's, I'm like, which one would you think is more important? And you said excitement. And I'm like, I think it's definitely security would be first and excitement second. You said excitement first, security second. Yeah, because when I, when I think back to, I don't think you maybe oh you know what it is because what you did what you did um dating me mm-hmm. you were doing with everybody else so that wasn't exciting to you so but going to an escape room and then a Thai food place and then uh flying to Chicago out of nowhere and all that stuff is very exciting mm-hmm. so that's kind of what came into my head yeah but those things couldn't happen without security but I'm not thinking of it in terms of how security you are. <laughs> I'm not thinking of but okay, this is what I mean by that. Because what happens if? I mean, yeah, it's it's one of those weird situations because I don't think you know security that goes into place to have that to happen. So it's exciting to you because you don't have to worry about what it is to plan that. That's what I'm, and that's what I'm saying. Because I'm not. Because like, yeah, you need to be secure to 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 do those things. Mm-hmm. But while it's happening. Or even thinking about now, it's like, 
in my head, I, I'm experiencing everything. Yeah. So yeah. I don't see the security part. I don't see how much money you put into it, how much time it took to plan it, how everything went seamlessly or not seamlessly or this and that. I'm not seeing the secure part. In my head, it's like, wow, we did this and we did that and we did that. So it's all very exciting. But you do need to be secure. You okay. need to be secure in order to. Question. Question. I think I was asking the question wrong. Which one is more important in a guy? I think that's the question that should be asked. But the thing is, a guy can be secure and not exciting. I know. Have, yeah. That's, a, that's the question. Oh. I like, like I said, it's excitement. So you'd rather the guy be exciting than secure? Yeah. I, remember, the, a lot of the guys that I dealt with, they were not the secure ones in the relationship. So that's not really something that I had in my mind as a thing. I think only one huh. guy that I spoke to, and that was UPS, that was secure. What about what about uh? Wash windows. No, no, one from Starbucks. Starbucks. Uh. And wasn't wasn't the other ones in the nurse considered secure? Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, like, is he exciting? Also, I don't know. If, I don't. I, we didn't do anything because of this. <laughs> so it's like very secure. It's yes, yeah, yeah, secure. But are we doing anything that's? Hmm. That, I think I'm seeing a trend here. Share this like not sh- have be exciting with me, so, and that's kind of a problem I have with UPS because we never did anything. He's I, th- I think I think I'm seeing because I'm, I'm in that same boat. Because now, and this is why I think it's funny because all the secure guys, I guess I'm kind of in the same boat because we don't do things as much. I mean, I don't know if I can say that. I, I feel like we have our own kind of things that we find exciting. Yeah, that's I'm like that. that's what I'm like, and I don't I don't know if it consists kind of counts as that. Um, what, what time were we at before? Yeah, I was going to say that I feel like it's funny because this is what the the typical the typical uh, line is like. You can be exciting because you have nothing to do. So uh, I wash windows that had nothing to do. So you can be you can just be spontaneous and do stuff because there's nothing. Security is a is a is a, I don't know, it's a prison more or less of things you have to do. Like you have to be somebody. Oh, to, for, you talk all like a, uh, it's almost like it's a structure security is a structure that's what it is and unstructured is fun because you don't know what could happen so it's like oh we just and then if i'm secure like, i don't need i don't need you to be secure if i'm secure if i have my job but i, I don't I'm, this is my thing though how does that work when you get older see and that's the thing because i'm 23 mm-hmm. so i haven't been i haven't gotten to that point yet where i need this this that and that and would he still send you money huh? would he still send you money if you needed it I wash windows. <laughs> that never happened. Oh, oh, so who's who sends you money? Uh, UPS. Oh. UPS is more secure. But I, mean, I really <laughs> stopped talking to UPS for I wash windows and I, I spent all the money on the alcohol and weed. We'd go outside and walk in on the on the beach in the moonlight. It's outside during the thunderstorm and stuff like that. So that was more, ex- I, was, I was sneaking out of my mom's house at three o'clock in the morning to go hang out at his house all for like a month straight so it was a lot of excitement yeah, this, but this. I, I i was super about to be supervising my job so i, I paid for everything like I, and you didn't care you were fine doing that yeah i take i paid for my uber to get there paid for my uber to get home i if we was hungry i'd buy food like i did not i'm not gonna expect from you what you can't give me it was i know what i wanted which was the excitement do you can is it possible Two questions. Is it possible they could have been your boyfriend? 
before I ask that, before I come to that, did you want him to be your boyfriend? Is the first question. Yeah, I think yeah. Okay. Uh, why didn't that happen? Why didn't that happen? Yes. <laughs> you came along. Okay. And I think I think he kind of fell off of talking. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, a little bit. Um, me and I watched those before you came along, but you definitely came along. Mm-hmm. Like a like immediately after. Hmm. And it was, and then like I said, we we were both around the same age, if not the same age. So him not having a job at twenty three is not really a red flag. Well, like, whatever. Not, what twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Oh shit! Yeah, twenty twenty one. So him not having a job isn't like a crucial red flag, as long as he was working towards it and he was working towards it. It's not like he never had a job before. He doesn't mm. have any work experience. Like he still had potential. So it's just that at the time when I met him, he didn't have a job. Oh, okay, okay. So okay, my conclusion for what I've seen right now is that is this main point it depends on where the girl's at in her life this is what i believe if she wants a relationship with him he has to be secure that's what i think um i think that if melissa had had her own place and she was trying to have a relationship with him she wouldn't like that same thing with my family member yeah i'm like i feel like what i know a couple of females that kind of don't don't mind it? Not, not, not don't mind, but they're in situations where they're more secure than the guy that they're with. Like who? It's a couple people. You, could, you, could, you don't have to say a name. You could just like mouth it to me. Uh, But they but that's the thing, though. They're still secure. Exactly, themselves. No, no, the guy. I don't think they bring... I feel like... I feel Oh, I agree, but I'm talking about no security. Like, if you take I watch Windows and make him 30 and he's the same person. I feel like a lot of them are like that before they meet the female and then the female kind of helps them to get to some level of security, but it's not more secure than them. And you think that is better? No, not better. Because I guess a lot of time, oh my shit, a lot of time, a lot of girls out here in a situation don't like it. But they don't leave. Because the secure guy doesn't come along. Like a secure and exciting guy doesn't come along. So, hmm, this is very interesting. So, like I said, it seems as though, hey, yeah, I don't know. Because even, but the girl, the guy, with her that you just mentioned she he makes money like he he's secure he has his own place more or less he has his own car he has his own job he's just not doing he's fine okay. yeah like he has everything that he like he has all the stuff that he wants he don't who okay 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 That, but that one, she doesn't, she would leave him. She'd be looking for other people. They, she would? Yes, she'd be looking for them. Yes. I mean, only because it's been a time, the time period that it has been, but she was actively looking for other people. Like actively going on dates with other people. 
so there's that one. Um, see, I got, see, I got, a, I got a thing now. See, I have to ask Melissa if she wants to, uh, some excitement from somebody else. I gotta find out because we be. We say you have excitement. I don't know. We are gonna find out. Melissa, do you want any excitement from somebody else? Do you feel like you need some excitement in your life? Does Melissa want to be more excited? Melissa is an old woman. <laughs> Melissa is an old woman. She said pizza, ice cream, and uh, uh, pigtails. The food make her excited. So that wraps it up for episode thirty-three. I'm definitely going to. Uh, I'm I'm curious about this some more. I'm gonna keep thinking about this one. This one is it's an interesting one. Yeah, this is a good conversation to have. I'm going to definitely keep thinking about this one. So you already know, the Bamboo Project underscore podcast. We are accepting DMs for consultations. And if you have a topic you want us to discuss or something that we said that you want to dig deeper into, DM that topic to the Instagram page, the Bamboo Project underscore podcast. We are also welcoming guests. We shoot between 10 and 12 on Tuesdays. So if you can get here by car, Pull up. Or if you're outside the country or really, 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 really far away, I will consider doing a virtual situation once we kind of figure out the logistics to it. And if you have not already, go check out our social medias. Mine is Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y. And my beautiful girlfriend's is Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. We have multiple different projects we have the food project we have the clothing project we have the music project we have the fitness project we have the sports project and we have the bamboo project podcast bamboo project out